Assalamualaikum and welcome to Born to be Resilient um, show with Aisha Ikram. Uh, I'm an emotional resilience coach and a transformational coach and I am very excited to share with you the very first episode of Born to be Resilient live webcast show. Um, my intention with these sh shows are to help you seeing where your emotional experience come from. From the moment you were born until you leave this earth, you have perfect mental health, perfect resilience and infinite wisdom, even when it seems like you don't. And my hope and prayers is that to help you see the simplicity, and it's not just hope and prayer, I'm actually going to be inviting a lot of guest speakers who are experts on this, on this subject, and they will help you seeing, uh, you know, how this human experience, which is based on emotions and feeling and thinking is formed, and where these emotions originate from. And they all originate from a simple act of thought. For those of you who already know me, you know that I love coaching my clients on this subject. But as I said, this is one step further uh, of sharing this simple understanding with the whole world. And I will be doing this through sharing uh, a lot of videos and resources. But most importantly, uh, these web shows will help you seeing how other people have successfully overcome various challenges and adversities in their lives and how they have used their circumstances, not as victim, but actually as a gift through their own innate wisdom and resilience. And as you join these live videos, please feel free to say hi, introduce yourself and where you're from. And also if you're watching the replay, don't forget to type in hashtag replay uh, and also share your takeaways with me. So without further ado, Please welcome me um, joining my first guest, Cordelia Gaffar. Cordelia is also a fellow transformational coach. She's actually a transformational business consultant, uh, I beg your pardon. And she helps female entrepreneurs to replenish themselves so they can stay in tune with their mission and purpose and they can powerfully impact the world. After leaving her corporate career as a controller for an IT startup, Cordelia decided to homeschool her children. Over the years, she discovered that the ability to learn is directly related to emotional intelligence. Wow! And after 12 years of studying and implementing those techniques with her children, it became her mission to help women to do the same. She also serves as a social media and branding chair for All USA Entrepreneurial Chapter. She has been selected for the Powerhouse Global Award and designated a Global Goodwill Ambassador Humanitarian for the USA. She is also a registered United Nations volunteer, award-winning author and speaker certified in sports nutrition. She is also the hostess of Replenish Me podcast, for which she has been nominated Podcaster of the Year. She's also the founder of Workout Around My Day, and she's also a mom of six lovely children. Wow, I am so honored to have Cordelia with me today. Uh, welcome and assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. 
It's such an honor to be, I'm doing well. I mean, mashallah, I'm so happy and honored to be your first guest on your new show. And this is such a, a needed space. So, you know, may Allah reward you and increase you. Ameen. Thank you so much, Ameen. So, Ameen. so um, Cordelia, I mean, you have amazing bio and you have amazing experience. What I would like to know, and I think this would help viewers, um, is to sort of share where your journey began. Yeah, um, in the bio, you know, we, we spoke a little bit before. I say that I started with the homeschooling and just the resilience involved in that. But I mean, even before that, when I was in corporate, just sticking with it um, through uh, postpartum depression and ultimately deciding it was in the best interest um, of myself and my family, even though, you know, I got that under control with my, um, with a different wellness routine, right? I chose to um, just stay very present and mindful with every single choice. Wow. And it, it's, it's like, you go to the doctor and they're the experts on our bodies, right? Because yeah. that's what we do as women. We always go to experts outside of ourselves, forgetting that we have that innate wisdom, right? Yes. And um, and then, but in my case, I went to the doctor and she wanted to give me drugs. And I didn't want to be a zombie. So <laughs> I, <laughs> that I think would be where my um, real story began, you know, I decided, okay, so the best medicine for the body is what Allah provided, which is food and mm -hmm. exercise and prayer and air. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah. Subhanallah, subhanallah. So explain a little bit more. So when you said the food choices, how did food help with emotions? Right. So whenever we're experiencing um, depression or especially in the case of um, childbirth, there's some nutrients that we lose, right? Because they go to the child. So for me, what I was missing in my diet was nicene, which is one of the main B vitamins. And you can find that like simply by increasing your um, proteins, plant-based proteins, right? Mm -hmm. So I started having lots of cashews <laughs> um, although we always talk about almonds but it's like lots of cashews and seeds and things like that interestingly enough uh, bitter green vegetables yes. are very good um, wow. because yeah they're very cleansing and if you cook them just enough it's also a great source of protein a lot of people don't know that subhanallah so if you give us examples, because a lot of us, including myself, we're not aware of it. So how does it work? Um, as far as the, the food choices? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess for like for greens, I would take those. Um, I don't know what you call them. I know that these things have different names in different countries, but um, so bitter greens would be like arugula, I think you guys call them rockets, um, mustard <laughs> greens, something like that. And um, dandelion, but I mix it with sweet greens like bok choy, you know, and um, spinach and kale. And so I take this green mixture and just saute it with mm. ginger and garlic um, and coconut oil. 
and I call it Three Minute Greens. It's actually one of the recipes in my book, and that's why I wrote this book. Um, and um, it's it's just really great. And instead of using rice, yeah, right, yeah, um, there are some rices, by the way, like red rice is a really good source of protein, and it has a nice dietary fiber and carbohydrate mix. But yeah. um, using that instead of uh, rice or bread is yeah. a really great complement. And in this case, then I would have that with a meat. But what I found out about meat is for women, if you're eating red meat, um, one to two pieces, believe it or not, is more than enough. And I can confirm that that's true because when you eat it with the three minute greens, and then you want to have like a colorful, like I used to put um, carrots and beets. Um, if you eat that all together with one or two pieces of meat, that is a complete meal and you're absolutely full. Wow. Yeah. So what about people who, because in case you haven't noticed, I'm from Asian background. So with Asians, they put a lot of spices. They put a lot of... Um, I don't do that anymore, to be honest with you, but I know my parents they do that a lot. A lot of spices and a lot of uh, oil because they think that this is how they make things more spicy and tasty. So how do you make those vegetables that may not look very sexy or spicy? How do they how do you <laughs> make them, you know, sound more edible? <laughs> oh, I love this question because my husband's from Southeast Asia, actually. So it's yeah. been a battle, <laughs> um, which is the other reason why part of that book has a recipe section. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with spices. Spices are great. And even oils are great. Fruit oils are better, right? So coconut yes. is a, considered a fruit. Olive oil is considered a fruit, um, are better um, than the, um, the vegetable oils actually. Yeah. And it's, it's perfectly fine to, I mean, actually uh, peppers, cumin, um, turmeric, these things are really good for the body we know. Like they help with the um, inflammation, they help with the processing of um, breaking down the meat in the body. And a lot of my um, nutritional background is, I started before I got certified in sports nutrition, I was actually studying the um, traditions of the Prophet So traditionally, these, you know, are perfectly good for the for the body. It's just the choice of oil and mm. the amount of time that you cook. Mm. So um, three minute greens, believe it or not, they're quite soft. They're not overcooked and they're not too crunchy. Mm. And my husband eats them. <laughs> and so do my kids and my in-laws. Um, and um, and then as far as like the carrots and the and the beets, I actually, same thing, you know, ginger, garlic, I, I do, I, I put that, um, now they are a little bit crunchy, but, yes. um, and it's not three minutes that I cook those, I cook those more like, um, you know, 10 minutes, but they're soft and, and they have a really nice flavor. So I'm not talking, I, I, I think I like this question too, because a lot of times people think, oh, healthy means bland, but no. Yeah, I I cook with spices. Yeah, you have to. Yes, because otherwise, you know what? It seems like oh god, it's not really food. It's becoming like a punishment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that's amazing, and I think it would be. It was definitely um, you know, it it added a lot of information for me. 
but then we were talking about other things i mean you know before we started this live so i would really like to understand that how do you see and experience emotional resilience for yourself on your day-to-day -day life yeah so for myself on my day-to-day -day life i mean i'll go from um, i always start the day in a very peaceful mood right i mean yeah. um because that's the way we were created i mean it's been scientifically proven that we were created for bliss yes and so you know you start out the day and i exercise i pray and meditate and all that and then i eat right and then one by one my children wake up and um i, I dedicate my mornings to my homeschooling for the younger ones my older ones are more autonomous at this point but um that's when the emotional resilience comes in and it's you know they come to you they had nightmares or they don't want to eat breakfast you know or you know they do want to eat breakfast but they want to make it themselves and then you know they're going to make a mess in the kitchen and all those things so it's just a matter of pausing right yes and yes. and making eye contact human connection is what helps um me to to just stay because it's like just like anybody else you know these my children they're little people right they so they're are. little so i mean they're and i i really see it because like my 16 year old is exactly the way he was when he was six he just can do more things and say more things and is a lot bigger so <laughs> a lot taller. <laughs> <laughs> but really we don't change you know i notice that people are like on these 10-year cycles i mean even like with my husband you know it's just like he's the same as he was 20 years ago when we got married he's just you know some nuances <laughs> subhanallah <laughs> but so when you stop and you really just connect with a person eye to eye you know for me that's when i can say okay so what's really going on here you want to do not eat what i cooked because you know and then okay fine let's do it together and you know just slow it down that that's what i find is most helpful for me to stay mindful now that's not to say that i don't lose my mind sometimes you know i just try to not do that with my kids you know there are other things that frustrate me that are out of my control and when i you know lean into i really choose to lean into my anger it's really healthy to do that you know well, you know we have like the hadith right so you, like if you're angry you know and you're sitting you know change your position i'm paraphrasing you know that yes but you know there's power in that because these really strong negative emotions that we experience they give us wisdom it's like you get angry because it really means something to you and but you have to lean into it let it go through your body it's kind of like um like an earthquake right earthquakes don't last forever and ever it's just like boom it hits and it really is only like shaking the earth for like a couple of minutes same thing with our emotions <laughs> it's shakes, right? it's a little bit shake it's like oh okay you know it's you're reminding me of something that uh, uh, one of my coach says he says that the worst thing that can happen to us is a thought because 
you know, in the deep root cause of everything, every human emotion, this is a thought. So anger is also a thought, you know, it's just a repetitive thought. And the more we focus about on this thought of anger, it sort of starts from being unhappy, mad to anger, and then to raging violence. But, you know, the more you pay attention to these angry thoughts, they just exacerbate. So the, the best way is to acknowledge that, because if you don't acknowledge it, you're brushing it under the carpet, you're bottling up on all of these emotions, and sooner or later, you know, they sort of backfire. They backfire in a way of, you know, uh, affecting our mental and physical health, and eventually our spiritual health, because we, you know, as you know, and many people know, we are tripartite human beings. You know, we have mind, we have bodies, we have spirits. So, and they're all interconnected. We cannot overlook one area and then just pay attention to this, that one particular area. Because the moment we start doing that, that's when we, uh, you know, undermine our other spiritual health or physical health. So SubhanAllah, yes, that, that's such a key factor of acknowledging your emotions, not just sort of saying, right, fine, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> There's no later. It's right now. <laughs> it's, it's right and, now, right here. Yeah, and and the great thing, you know, about what you said too is like, um, when an earthquake happens, right? It unearths stuff, and that's not a bad thing. There's been a, a lot of great archaeological finds from earthquakes, right? Yes. And there's the same thing with our emotions, right? It unearths stuff, and yes. uh, it's like, oh, I didn't even know that was still there, you know? Yes, exactly. And we just take it on and get rid of that <laughs> subhanallah <laughs> so, so what i'm wondering is how you know you you have you've shared so many gems with us so i'm wondering how how does this whole information apply to your uh you know consulting your clients how do you help them give us an example absolutely so you know in the beginning I, as you can tell by the title of my book, Work Out, Work Out Around My Day, The Only Health Guide That Moms Need, I started in the wellness space. But what I noticed was, um, like, there's this one woman who came to me a couple of years ago. Yes. And um, when we spoke, I said, what do you truly desire? And she said, I want to be a motivational speaker. Now, she knew at that time she didn't have herself in a space where she could do that yet even she was like the thought of getting on stage to speak was like really scary but over time you know she's worked with me with a blend of one-on-one -on -one and group programs that i've offered mm. and um and now she is in a space where she is actually starting to be a motivational speaker locally mm. um and so the first step as you can tell by my earthquake example, is to release all your stuff, you know? And, um, you know, it's my five-step process I've found has evolved to this 12-step process that I call the Replenish Me Mastermind now. Hmm. And that's what we do. We just, you know, shake it all up, dump it all out. And then we look at what we truly desire, which is the step two. Hmm. I call that revamp. And the step three is to renew, like, you know, to really um, start again, because we have the clean slate. So now we're um, moving into making that reality and creating that roadmap from 
where we are to where we desire to be. So another example of that is um, I also worked with uh, some women in another country and you know they they are corporate executives and they've been on and off for 10 years trying to start this business and then finally you know they decided this is it we're going to launch we're going to have an event on this date and um i started working with them six weeks before their launch date mm -hmm. and you know whereas they were you know how we like to your point about the thoughts we hide behind these little things that hold us back so their thing was well, we don't have the website. Oh, we don't have a logo. Oh, we don't have this. It's like, okay. All these little things. Yeah, this is not what's going to make your program happen. <laughs> this is not the event. And, you know, and here's the answer to this. Here's the answer to that. Oh, oh, okay. So now let's look at content and speakers. Oh, <laughs> you know, so it's like, and like for their first event, it was very successful, you know. Um, I wish my first launch had had 20 people show up. So, you know, that was really awesome. Although they wanted hundreds, but you know, I know that inshallah in time it will come. They will have hundreds, maybe even thousands. But the main thing, you know, is that they've done it and they know they can do it. And now they're going to be speaking at bigger conferences. So. so basically getting yourself out of your way and just, you know, planning which is very important because a lot of time people get overwhelmed and especially that's true in business world, in, in the world of, you know, if you're an entrepreneur or a coach or a consultant, people feel overwhelmed and they feel that they have to really struggle with their emotions is when they are not planned. When things are not planned, for example, the client that you helped who wanted to become a, a speaker, in her mind, it would have been a huge goal that she probably, uh, you know, would have to spend a lot of time understanding and, you know, going through a lot of training. But if you start by taking small but consistent steps, it becomes a strategy from dream part. It becomes, you know, you're just going out there and you're actually, uh, you know, uh, making this a reality rather than just yeah. you know, something which is out there in your head. We have a couple of viewers. Welcome, guys, uh, in this live video. Um, so we are talking about emotional resilience. If you have any questions, feel free to type in and Cordelia, she will, um, or myself, we will love to answer your questions. Right. So I am wondering that um, if you can just let us know that what was the most challenging situation you faced uh, and that helped to actually growing in your personal and professional life? Yes, yeah, so when I, I finally decided to start my Can you hear me? I can hear you. I was hearing an echo just really briefly. So oh. when I when I finally decided to start my business um, four years ago, right? Um, I didn't realize that it was going to have so many moving parts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the time, I didn't even really, I didn't have like a plan plan. I yes. just. I had um, been keeping this blog for five years, which I turned into a book. I was going to do workshops in the local area, help some people, and that was going to be it. 
Hmm. Until one day, <laughs> someone said, "Do you coach people?" And I said, "Yes." <laughs> Amazing. And then I was like, oh, "What does that mean?" Right. So I went home <laughs> to figure. it out and uh, subhanallah like my first year i coached 10 people and i i was doing all kinds of coaching so i had like someone who was expecting mm. a baby so i did i helped with prenatal um mm. <laughs> i helped people to lose weight i helped people you know with i don't even remember but it was just like a like a wide range of stuff so um then i was like this is a lot of work mm. and I wasn't charging appropriately because everything was beta, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, finally, the next year, I realized, okay, I need to get more focused. What I really want to do, I don't really want to help people lose weight. Mm -hmm. I really want people to make an overall transformation so that they can just really do what they want to do in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'd have to say, in the second year, that's where. I was talking about being the stressless mom and getting your calm from, you know, from chaos to calm and all that stuff. And um so I guess what I'm saying is I was you know, as I've been as I've started my business, I've been finding myself. And this is a lot of this is one thing that people don't realize, you know, you personal development is is something that we need anyway, but when you are an entrepreneur your business will evolve as you evolve and if you don't allow yourself to do that if you resist you're going to give up you're going to stop but if you lean into it right like with your emotions then you can allow your emotions to be a power source and you realize how brilliant you really are and all the gifts that are already inside of you and all your wisdom can come out and your experiences just add to that mm-hmm. i love what you said there that you know a few things I, i mean a lot of things that you said they're full of you know wisdom and um, but one thing that really resonated me is that taking your personal development really on board because as being muslims yes you know we are encouraged to seek knowledge from the day we are born until the day we die that's that's uh, and it's not gender based it's not circumstances based there are various ways that we can invest in ourselves but it's even more important when you want to really achieve mastery in certain area of your life whether that's you know in your coaching profession or if you have any other type of business because if you don't understand yourself your emotions you will not be able to understand your business you will not be able to connect with your you know prospects or with your clients so that simple but powerful tool help us personally and professionally so subhanallah i loved what you said there so you know i also wanted to see you know your life story and your life situation that helped you becoming who you are what was your biggest takeaway you would say that highlight of your your whole life you know i know it might be hard to just give one statement but what stands out the most well you know funny you know funnily enough something that happened the second year of my business remember how we were talking about how earthquakes on earth stuff so like my parents died 20 years ago my my dad and then my mom the next year mm-hmm. and i thought yeah subhanallah i had like um i had researched <laughs> grief and grief lasts 7 years and you go through these steps 
Well, apparently it doesn't last seven years if you don't really allow it to flow through. And so second year of my business, I was missing my dad, just like my life was ended. And um, like I was comatose, like I didn't function for three weeks, seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, this was just two years ago. And so I tried to understand what was that about. And um, at the same time, I was struggling trying to figure out like, I thought I had nailed what I was doing with my business and all that. And it was just like all like everything was, you know, my marriage was kind of weird right then. The thing, my relationship with my kids was kind of weird. And and in this period, I said, well, guess what? I'm going to have to stop resisting. (laughs) (laughs) If it's grief, that's the problem. Let's just lean into that. And for the first time, I think in the whole 20 years that they had been gone, I actually leaned into it. Mm. And what I realized was it was just um, that I missed their love and their connection so much and their wisdom because mm-hmm. I'm the youngest, you know, so I was the last to leave home. And actually, I got kicked out because they died, so I had to leave home. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, wait, can't die yet. <laughs> I just had to go for it, yeah. Um, and that was like, I was like, whoa, I never realized that's what I was dealing with. And like, I had to find my husband by myself and, you know, and all that. And I wasn't Muslim, right? So I became Muslim in the process of dealing with my grief. And um, so just, you know, I would say just finally dealing with my grief after 20 years is what just like, it's like subhanAllah, like complete download. Oh, okay, I get it. So. Um, and um, I realized like everything I needed was right inside of me. Yeah, that is so true, so profound, and I can relate with that because last year I had to go through two bereavements. But the first one, it was really hard for me. So I completely understand what you said that you know you felt really powerless and you felt like you don't have the energy to talk to people because grief is. It, it can be so heavy on you that it can take you away from everything that you're doing whether you know you have children or not whether you have business or you know in your personal life sometimes it becomes so heavy if it's not if it's brushed under the carpet if it's not dealt with properly it can lead to a lot of you know depression yeah um so but thank god that i you know and I know as being Muslims, we are, there are etiquettes of, you know, for people who are grieving, people, you know, who go from this world, there are ways you can deal with it with your grief, right? So it's allowed. What's not allowed is obviously, you know, going out of your way and then crying and making scenes. That's that. So spiritually, I knew what to do. But emotionally, what really helped me is, you know, this basic understanding of how our thoughts work. So I was able to acknowledge my sad thoughts and I was also able to acknowledge that knowing that all the thoughts they always change even the one that seems like they would never ever change they shift as well because it's it's not possible for us to think one thought for the rest of our lives that's just not how human nature is so subhanallah you, you mentioned that and it just you know brought back those memories for me from last year 
but I felt really fortunate about that because I see so many uh, you know people struggling with this thing I work within the National Health Service in the UK so I see so many people when their partners when their loved ones when they die it seems like as if they have lost the purpose of their life that's how much they have codependency on each other right so and you know to deal with those kind of emotions it seems like so impossible but it really isn't you know if you just go back to simplicity of how our human nature works you know life becomes easy subhanallah but it's important that we understand these emotions because otherwise it has you know cascade effect on all other areas of our lives Subhanallah, that's amazing. So, I mean, I, it seems like we can always, you know, we can talk about for hours with this topic, but let's yeah. move on, inshallah. What I uh, would um, like you to do is, what, what is the best advice you can give to the viewers on becoming resilient? Yes, so the best advice I can give on becoming resilient is to take pause, you know, um, allow yourself to be the creator of elevated opportunity that's what i call it <laughs> um, by just leaning into what's happening in the moment and it seems like when you have these really strong negative emotions that it's gonna be there forever but if you ever see a kid have a temper tantrum it ends you know it does end um, just don't interrupt it. Just let it happen and then it's going to be over and then you're going to be like, oh, okay, let's go to the park and, you know, play ball. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's good. <laughs> so don't dwell on it. That's the message I'm hearing, right? Yeah. Oh, hi, I have, we have a viewer. Hey, Bibi. Welcome. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, if you have any question, please feel free to ask uh, either myself or, or to Cordelia. So we are talking about emotional resilience today. We shared a lot of, uh, you know, information about what to do with your emotions when there's a grief, how they can affect our personal and professional life. So related to that subject, if you have any question, feel free to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Uh, so for those of you who are new to my podcast or or to my live shows um how can people know about your work so the best way to uh get in connection with me is to go to my website which is my name cordeliagafar.com um and there you can see all the things that i'm up to um right now i am uh launching a program called replenish me which is based like i said before on my podcast so um that program doesn't start until august 26 but you can also go to my facebook page which i've started which is called replenish me um events retreats and mastermind and there is a a website associated with that so yeah Okay, so what uh, I would like you to do is actually, uh, we can't add a comment now, but once this broadcast finishes, if you give us the details, we will add that. So sure. for people who would like to know more about your work, they can sort of follow you. But um, I would also like you to explain a little bit more about Replenish Me. Is it just for 
nutrition or is it just for the physical side of things or do you sort of add the mental uh, you know aspect and physical aspect yeah so replenish me is a 12-step process and it has everything inside and actually it's the purpose is to help female entrepreneurs or corporate executives to um, really be replenished so they can stay aligned with their life's purpose and powerfully impact the world in order to do that we already you know i discussed the first four steps you know of the brain dump and the roadmap and all that and that's usually when people give up but the next eight steps really roll in um how to um rejuvenate yourself with self-compassion so each Sunday, actually, I, the reason why I'm smiling is like every Sunday I have a sweet talk word, a sweet talk <laughs> Sunday. And today's word is rejuvenate. <laughs> so it made me smile when I thought about that. <laughs> um, so in this step, this is where we really like lean into that roadmap with self-compassion. And so when we start to doubt ourselves and guilt ourselves, mm. we just um, say, we'll just send a little love and say, no. I can do this. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm an avid hiker. So you're going to hear me talk <laughs> about roadmaps and trails and stuff. Those maps don't work, by the way. That's why you have to make your own because trail maps are always wrong. So <laughs> you get on the trail and it's like, subhanAllah, it's where am I? It's yeah, it's like, so, um, and just say, you know what? I'm in such a beautiful space right now. And um, just keep moving and keep going. Um, yeah. So Bibi have a question. She said, yeah, I have the one. I really felt stressful when people left me and created the situation worse. I trust them and they broke it so easily. How to tackle that, how to forget and how to feel free. I think she's talking about, you know, the feeling of abandonment and when people leave you, what do you do? What do you think, Cordelia? Yeah, so I firmly believe that when people leave your life, it's a blessing. Um, they were not meant to be there. They weren't adding value. And now you're free. You're already free <laughs> to just like use the time that you were using, the time and energy you were using on them, on yourself. And that's when you can look at what do I truly desire? What um, do I need? Um, what do I want? And, um, you know, because we we're so full just on our own, as long as we allow ourselves to get to know ourselves better. Yeah. To know thyself, knowing where, you know, again, it's it's so simple, but knowing your own emotions. So maybe, Bibi, you were you were so busy pleasing other people that you sort of forgot about your own needs. So use this time, as Cordelia said, to follow a passion of your own. You know, we all have passions. I'm a strong believer, you know. We all have a hidden talent. We all have innate wisdom. And the moment you realize it, you become truly genius. Genius are not born, you know. We, we are all born genius. But the difference between the ordinary people, so to speak, and people who are, you know, master of their craft is the one that they believe in themselves and they go out you know after their passion whatever that passion is if it's a book writing if it's painting a picture whatever it is that you like to do i would say when you're doing this truly enjoy that 
So she's saying you are amazing, Aishan. I really wait for your lives and podcasts. Your trainings really help you. Thank you so much. You're amazing yourself. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so I really like your metaphors. You know, trail example. Going back to your trail example, and and you are so right because what we normally do, and I've seen that, and I've, I'm guilty of doing the same thing myself. We use these maps as our, you know, destinations. Maps are ever changing. Even if you're using a road map, you know, that doesn't mean even if you're using sat nav. Sometimes there are detours. Sometimes it takes you to somewhere you don't even know, you know? <laughs> yeah. and before you know it, you're lost. <laughs> and yeah, I used to get really, you know, mad at that. Now I laugh at these things, and I'm like, "Yep, that's fine. Just use your wisdom." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it's it's taking things lightly is is the key here as well. You know, we hold on to certain emotions so much, and that's what makes it difficult for us to forget and move forward. And we don't really need to spend our time and energy on things that are no longer serving us. You know, acknowledge the things and appreciate the things that are going fine in your life. and things that are not working out that means that you have loads of opportunities to do other things so either way it's a win win depends how you see yes right. so what i would like you to do is cordelia uh, if you share your um, website and other details and before we leave what is the final uh, advice that you would like to give to our viewers Yeah and and also just to complete the answer of the question before so like um after this self compassion we have to go through a process of self forgiveness which will lead us to our final self belief and I feel like that would serve Bibi also so mm. you know um sending ourselves love can feel um selfish and that's perfectly okay and instead of guilting ourselves for that just forgive ourselves for all the time we didn't spend with ourselves so that we can move into truly believing and standing firm in our own power so allow yourself to um see life and everything all your experiences as a blessing so mm-hmm. that you can really um incorporate the meaning of gratitude in your life that is so profound because you know um the way i see it now is the, the regardless of what people's beliefs are right we all innately believe that there is a universal intelligence you know people call it god or whatever we call it allah right the god who has created this entire universe and everything it's running in perfect order how the god would allow us to have a disaster in our life so whatever happens wherever you are in your life you're precisely precisely meant to be there the situations that you are facing you know how they say if, if it doesn't break you it makes you stronger so it's not really the, the you know the metaphor i don't really completely agree with that because nothing comes to break us anyway if we are not able to handle that situation we would never be in that situation because god in his infinite mercy and wisdom and love for us would never allow us to go through uh, you know certain situations in our life so i love how you you know um give um, bb the answer and also self love there is 
again, yes, there's no guilt about self-love because if you don't have enough love for yourself, that means you're pouring your cup, which is already, you know, half full. You're pouring out that love to other people. So if there is something that's, there's a lack inside you, which is not serving you fully, how on earth you can serve others? So I think loving yourself is not selfish at all. If anything, the more you love yourself, that love sort of exponentially grows. That means we have the ability to love other people a lot more than we do if we don't love ourselves. So thank you for sharing that beautiful point. Any other final advice? Um, I'm just very happy again, and I appreciate you for having me on the show and um, the work that you're doing in the world for people and um, you know, just allowing people to understand that it, it's exactly what we are here to do. And, you know, it doesn't really matter if you're Muslim or whatever it is that you call yourself. We are souls having a human experience. And, um, you know, we have to sort it out. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. I feel so honored uh, to have you here. And a lot of things you said, I it seemed like I'm looking at myself in the mirror, you know. I was thinking <laughs> about that and you just said it. So, SubhanAllah, thank you so much, Cordelia. And um, Bibi, she said something else. Yay, Aisha, you're right. I try to do that and I always follow your instructions and advice. Till then, next time, I put my feedback in, inshallah. Yes, that's great. And it's really nice to hear you and watch you, Cordelia. Thank you for being here as well and being an active participant. And guys, for those of you who watch uh, replay, don't forget to type in hashtag replay. And if you have any questions, leave it there. We'll try our best to come back and answer that. Um, and also, if you found it helpful, share it with other people because we are, you know, I, I cannot thank Cordelia enough for coming here and spending her time with us. If you were to work with her, I'm sure it would cost you guys a lot of money. A lot of things that she shared, you know, out of her own goodwill and you know, love uh, for humanity. I'm really glad and I feel honored. So thank you so much. Um, and um, yeah, hopefully inshallah, we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you so much guys for staying with uh, me in today's show of um, you are born to be resilient and um, I want to leave you with this final um, thought that comes to my mind uh, and that's uh, a saying of Hazrat Ali may Allah be pleased with him he said something very simple and very profound Ali who is also considered as the door of knowledge. You know, imagine if Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him is the city of knowledge, Ali is considered as the door of knowledge. He said that make your thoughts clearer than water, your whole life will become beautiful. Now, what does that mean? Making your thoughts clearer than water means that you're not dwelling on one single thought. It seems like such a hard thing to do, such a difficult thing to do, but it's not difficult. I can guarantee you, if you treat your thoughts, good or bad, any thought, if you treat your thoughts like transient, um, what does transient mean? Transient thought mean that it never stays the same. It goes and it comes like, like clouds. Can you ever hold a cloud in your hand? You can't. 
right? But when you're sitting under a cloud, whether it's a dark cloud or whether it's, um, you know, the sun is shining, it's still a cloud, it's moving. Similarly, if you're thinking a happy thought, you can savor it as much as you want and it would attract similar thoughts. And if you're thinking a thought that is not making you feel happy or it's giving you downward feeling emotions, the moment you let that thought go, I can guarantee you, slowly you will start feeling better. You just need to remind yourself that you are thinking your thoughts. The worst thing that can happen to us is a scary thought. And the best thing that can happen to us is a happy, uplifting, fulfilling thought. End of the day, you always have this free will to choose the thoughts that you like. Um, there's a link on this video. If you are interested in finding out about how our thoughts work and how you can have perfect emotional resilience, you can head over to my website and free uh, and watch this free um, webinar that I've created. And also feel free to connect with Cordelia. I cannot thank her enough for being here with us today. I will leave her website and her contact details in the comments below and don't forget to tune in next week with another amazing guest i'm not going to tell you her name yet but um, uh, next week it's eat so i'm not going to go live on sunday instead we will do uh, um, an episode on saturday so until next week guys this is aisha take care with a lot of love peace and blessings um, see you next time Assalamu alaikum. I will never forget that couple of times.